Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Logan Roy may have been put to rest, but for four series, fans have watched Succession's effortlessly serene Willa Ferriera, uh, brilliantly played by Justine Lupe, survive inside the most ruthless family on television, of course, the Roys. As the former sex worker turned fiancé of oldest Roy sibling Connor, Justine plays one of the most intriguing female characters on the show, which has so far been adorned with, I think, 13 Emmys and five Golden Globes. Uh, Lupe, who also stars in the Prime video series The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel and appeared in Greta Gerwig's Frances Ha, only expected to stick around for a few episodes when she first signed on to the series. I think she was given three episodes. But Willa's character survived the vicious infighting all the way to Succession's grand finale, which aired at 2am and will be available from today, is available from today. I'm going to be watching it tonight. I cannot wait. Um, I caught up with Justine last week and asked whether she knew this script was special when she first got her hands on it. In my audition, I didn't get the script. I only got the sides, and I got a breakdown of who was involved, and I knew that it was HBO, I knew that it was Adam McKay and Jesse Armstrong, and um, that in itself was really exciting to me, and then when I got to the scene, it was, um, I remember thinking that it, there was like, there was it was fairly minimal, like there wasn't too much... Like, it was a short scene, but I remember feeling like, oh, this is... It's, it was just so well-written that I was really excited to get into it. It was a breakup scene between Connor and Willa. Um, and I didn't get the actual script until I showed up on the day. I remember seeing um, on the day the monitor and just being like, this is a beautiful project. And that was the first thing I thought was like, wow, this looks different than anything I've seen on TV before. And that was really exciting. And I could pick up on the characters' personalities really quickly just from like looking at one visual of it. So... So yeah. was was your audition scene a breakup scene with Connor? So did you know right from the beginning or th- think you knew that you weren't going to be lingering for long? Yeah, no, when I got the audition, it said that it was a three-episode arc. And then when I opened it, it was this, yeah, the scene that ended with a kind of... I think I improvised, like, you at the end of it. Like, I <laughs> kind of ended it in this like kind of. I, I remember it ended with just like them just kind of falling apart and just being like both of them walking away. So yeah, I knew going in. Okay, well, this is going to end. I don't know when it's going to end or how it's really going to end um, or where. But um, but I knew that it was going to end. I was wrong, but <laughs> I knew. <laughs> 
It's interesting that you said you improvised the F.U. I interviewed um, Kate Blanchett last week and she was talking about, you know, her career trajectory and, and how, you know, the thing at the beginning is how do you make the girlfriend roles interesting? And uh, it, it seems like you could be a sort of textbook study of how you make the girlfriend role interesting. Because on paper, I guess it, it was just like, yeah, you're going to be Connor's girlfriend for a bit in the show, you're going to play Willa, and then she's going to sort of disappear off into the sunset. So mm-hmm. is, there, is there a conscious thing that happens? Is there anything constructive that you can do? How do you do that? There were some circumstances that inherently made... Uh, Willa interesting to me from the very beginning that had nothing to do with the choices that I was making more to do with you know like the age difference between them the fact that she was hired to be there um, the fact that she's the black sheep of this family that no one really wants her there that her entrance to the show is at the hospital for like a visitation with their father who could very well pass away and that she doesn't even know these people and she just shows up you know like it was all very kind of a mix of bizarre and something that you've never seen really before. So those kind of qualities inherently made it interesting to me and made her even being there kind of a strange occurrence. You know, can you imagine being at your father's deathbed where you think could very well be and like a, a woman shows up with one of your siblings that you've never met before who's you know, 30 years younger, however however many years younger, who you kind of know has been hired to be there. It's like, there's something that's very colorful and interesting <laughs> in itself, you know? And then I felt like every step of the way, there was more and more of that. So I didn't feel like I had... It, it's not, you know, the typical just side piece girlfriend that you kind of go, okay, well, how can I make this more than just being like a pretty face on an arm, you know? Um, I thought there was something really interesting and quite liberating um, about the transactional nature of their relationship, at least at the beginning. But, I mean, it carries through, you know. I mean, in the in the wedding proposal scene when, when, when you go, you know, how bad can it be? And there's something um, very modern and refreshing about that. Did you feel similarly? Yeah, I did. I thought that the transparency of the transactional quality of their relationship was really interesting and the fact that it was there from the very beginning but you know when you look back on the first season and the way that they're kind of tiptoeing around things and that it's all kind of like it has the essence of something that feels very new and two people that don't really know each other and the way that it develops into this the same kind of conversation uh, in the third season in a different, you know, a, with a different progression, of course, it's marriage, but there is this kind of, like, are you in, are you in, are you in, that's circulating through all the seasons, but the, their, their kind of dance around it becomes more intimate, and you see them kind of navigating it with um, each other in with a different essence every single time, and I, I thought that was fascinating. I It was really fun, and and, and talking to Connor or Alan. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to be referring to all the characters by their screen names. Just let me tell you that now, because I feel that they're like as close to me as my own family. I've been so in, in, no. invested in it. Will has clearly uh, got a lot to offer. She's she's smart. She's, you know, a sort of operator in a really sweet and cookie way. But what about Connor? Because quite honestly, Connor, Alan, stroke, what what do you think, (laughs) why do you think she stays with them? Is it just the money? 
Well, no, I, I definitely think that the money's big draw in terms of why she gets into it. But I also think, you know, they she's grown a lot of affection towards him. He's incredibly reliable. He's loyal. He's he, he fiercely defends her and takes care of her, you know. And he's been someone she can turn to in the middle of, like, extreme, you know, with the play thing. It's like her ego is just, like, burnt to the ground. And in moments like that, you know, you kind of have to turn to whatever is available. And I think Connor was, like, one of the only people who was really there for her during those moments. And they've had them, you know, they've grown closer and closer over... They've both protected each other um, over the course of all these seasons. So... You know, I think she's, I think he's funny. I think he's interesting. I think she's, you know, you see her reactions to him and and the way that she kind of clearly understands his delusion. Um, But she's equally delusional in her own way. And they both kind of like, you know, water seeks its own level. And I think Will is pretty cool, but I also think that she's like entertained by him. I think he's actually like a fun hang and he's really really loyal so and yes uh he supports her artistic endeavors and <laughs> her lifestyle or, you know. I, i've met i've met many willers um which <laughs> you know and I, and I think in a way you know that's what's so gripping about the series is that on the one hand you know it's full of these toxic relationships these terrible characters where you think no 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 not really no you can't you know i mean i think tom is particularly um susceptible to that sort of impression where you just think no one could be that that manipulative and oily and but actually there's a kernel of truth in each of the characters that makes it incredibly gripping does it is it affecting (laughs) i mean because they're all quite intimidating obviously meant to be is it does it feel like that on set ever no a first of all they're all so different from their characters they're all incredibly like i mean matthew mcfadden is as far as you could get from tom as anyone anyone you could shiv sarah snook is so different from shiv it's um a very warm sweet set to be a part of you know we've had some standoffs some some of these characters you know marcia and i uh tom and i in first season with the at least i'm only getting by one member of his family, yeah. The only time where I felt really nervous about Willa standing off with one of the siblings was actually this season in the um, election party episode with Roman, where there's that interaction between Connor and Roman, and it was destabilizing. (laughs) I felt destabilized, and I love Kieran so much. We're very tight, like he's a... I, he's a sweetheart, but he's just so good at Roman, and he's so good at, like, piercing through, like, he, his improvisation on top of the lines, he's just so good at shanking you uh, that I really felt like it was hard to play this woman who can kind of let all of these things roll off her back and just, like, not get, you know, um, flustered. In that moment, Will is supposed to laugh it off and stand her ground and, like, stand behind her man and walk out the door, but... I felt I felt really nervous about that interaction, and I was really happy when it was over. I, I remember feeling, like, hot all over, like, just heat flooding through my body as we were doing that scene. I love Brian Cox. He's a brilliant actor. This is probably why I'm going to say what I'm going to say. I find him so terrifying as Logan Roy. And, and you know, the, in particular, there's the sort of sexist nature of how he judges people and things and, and the brutality, like the absolute kind of male 
brutality that he encapsulates. Surely he must be intimidating when he's in full character, in full flow. Yes, Brian has moments of being incredibly intimidating on and off camera. He's got a power to him as a person, and I think he knows that about himself. And that being said, he's also one of the more kind people that I've interacted with on set in terms of just our relationship. He was just always so supportive and sweet and concerned about how I was doing and what was what was life like outside of his will. It kind of pops in and out. And so he was always kind of checking in and he really cares about everyone from top to bottom on a set. And that being said, he also has the capability to be incredibly scary. <laughs> when you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When did you realize that um uh, that you were going to be a, a permanent member of the cast because I was struck by the thought that it it must have felt a bit like being with a you know a bad boyfriend that you're not sure whether you're really dating or you're maybe you are maybe you're not you know that that must have felt like that because at first you thought three series didn't you and three episodes and um, at what point did you suddenly think oh okay yeah we're going to like move in together and it's all going to be really nice and never he's committed I never felt that way till the very end I never felt that way. Yeah, it's funny that you say bad boyfriend because we had a joke about it. I'd be like, Succession would be like, okay, hey, can you come over and like, you know, give me head and then go away and then like, maybe can you come back and like, I don't know, like maybe a month, maybe more. I'm not really sure like how much we're gonna use you or like if you're gonna be around. But when you come around, it's gonna be like amazing. So you're gonna be like hooked on me. So you know, there was like always a quality of like not knowing if Willow is going to leave if she was going to be around it's such a you know I'm never this is about the family it's about the succession it's about these you know siblings and this father and and this company and Will is just not part of that company and Connor is not part of that company and so there's always this kind of feeling of like I don't know and on top of that our relationship was so who knows what this is, who knows what her intentions are, who knows if she's going to, like, go down this road. So to the very end, like, the rehearsal dinner for the wedding, I'm, 
I was unsure, you know, what's going to happen. Is she going to... I think there was one point in the beginning of the last... Where I said, you know, is she going to run? Is she not going to do this wedding? And I think Jesse said, no, they're going to do the... The wedding is going... They're going to get married, but it's not going to go well. That, you know, that's not... That's not... That episode is not going to be, like, a lovely wedding episode. That must be, like, so hard. Um the sort of sense of insecurity coupled with the deep immersion because, I mean, I don't know if it's it's like, you know, many of those shows, but, you know, the, the amount of hours you spend a week on, on a show like that, the amount of time you spend with all those characters and and yet not to feel fully committed to in it, that, that must be, it must be quite hard to, 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 to deal with. Yeah. No, I think if I'm being really, really honest about it, it was... It was a mix of the most grateful I've been for a job, the most involved I've felt like heart-wise in a project, um, the most excited I've ever been for work, and um, I love everyone. I'm so close with the cast, I'm so close with the crew, I'm so close with the writers and Jesse, and so I felt very emotionally attached and involved, and yeah, it's hard to not know what's going to happen, or if I'm even going to be involved, or in what capacity I'm going to be involved, and, and also to just know that there's some distance between me, and like, it, it's not, you know, an all-in kind of experience for me. I really do come and go, and that being said, I kind of, it's kind of a sweet spot to be in, in retrospect, because I like you don't get too much of Willa. Like, it's not like an overdose of Willa. I feel like I had, like, a really incredible experience. And I also feel like there's, like, room for more for me and my career and what's coming next. But, no, it wasn't emotionally... Yeah, it was it was tough. And I think that, I, I think that a lot of the characters on the show and a lot of the actors on the show feel, like, a similar way where it's, you know, you're there's only so much that you can be involved with this story. And so it's like you want you want to be so far in because it's such great material and it's such a great story and it like you said it's like the show of you know it's one of the best shows of all time so you want a certain level of commitment to it but there's a lot of uncertainty and there's a lot of like I don't know because really the show's only is about that family and everyone on the periphery could come and go indeed and I mean no one seemed more surprised <laughs> that they were being written out of it than than Brian when when Logan Roy died I mean that just feels like it came out of nowhere even as a viewer it sort of felt like hmm but he doesn't really have a proper funeral and you never really see him properly dead and you never you know it felt like they'd kind of put all the bits together I mean, none of you knew he was going to die, did you? I suppose that degree of secrecy is also... That must be quite hard as well with your day-to-day life because you kind of finish the show, you go out, you see your friend. You, everyone must want to know what's happening. And I, I, I presume you're like sworn to secrecy. We were so sworn to secrecy that it kind of made it easy to just kind of like dead-end it where you're like, well, that's that. And in terms of the, the death of Brian... It was completely shocking, but I, I think that that was kind of brilliant, and the fact, the fact that we didn't really see him pass away, we didn't really see, like, his last moments, or him, the, the few, like you said, that because it feels like um, an honest representation of the way that it can feel in life, where you're just like, what? They're, they're, wait, what? They're gone? Like, it, it really captured that kind of, like, abruptness that death sometimes... It must feel like a liberation in a way. You, you started doing the series, I think, when you were 26. Yeah. Um, and, and now you're 33. Yeah. Uh, so that is a big chunk of, of growing time yeah. in life, isn't it? Yeah. Um, how different do you feel 
now from the the actress who who walked onto onto the set I feel like a different person entirely <laughs> i don't know it's so hard because i can't it's like a, a weird one where you're like where was i at that time i have a vague representation of what i think i was like at that time i know there are some huge changes that i've had in my life and i know that that um that show has made me a different actor just i think simply by being in proximity to such heavyweight um talents and people that are committing themselves in the way that they were I, i was definitely pushed to uh, grow even in a small part on that show you know um so i'm hoping that over seven years um on a show or six years on a show i've become a stronger actress i know that my life has changed entirely and i feel like i kind of went into that show i don't want to say a girl but like i definitely felt like very young and the things that i was thinking about um are completely different and the way that i treated myself was really different and the way that i treated my body was really different and my relationships were different you can even see it on the camera you know you see you see willa's just it's like a different person the person that i was you are just you are just finishing uh, miss mazel and succession at the same time um and that must feel I, i just wonder is it does it feel like a huge liberation that you can now use all of that great work to to you know propel you elsewhere or does it feel utterly terrifying because you've had a complete sort of structure in a way i mean even if yeah. even if they wouldn't give you a proper full on contract <laughs> i feel t- yeah no i think it's more of the latter than the first part because i'm like being liberated from two of the best shows um in the past 10 years like i can't imagine i did that liberation's not the word that comes to mind where i'm like i i could have had had Jesse Armstrong kept that show going for much longer as you know as um as like I said uncertain as that job was in terms of like well what is my commitment to it I was just so grateful to be on it's you don't get to work on material like that um and with those kinds of people I mean it was just the best job ever I loved everyone involved and um and I'm I'm hopeful I'm excited about maybe um having more responsibility or trying new things that pushed me and um growing more but it it's a scary thing going like well these two jobs that have been my source of stability for these last years are now gone and i'm just trying to kind of have faith that um hopefully some of the work that i did on those shows will have given me a little bit of visibility and that people will want to work with me and and or at least give me a shot you know so I think it's a healthy marriage of mourning and excitement and um uncertainty and faith. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com/pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Support comes from ServiceNow, the AI platform for business transformation. You've heard the hype around AI. The truth is, AI is only as powerful as the platform it's built into. 
ServiceNow is the platform that puts AI to work for people across your business, removing friction and frustration for your employees, supercharging productivity for your developers, providing intelligent tools for your service agents to make customers happier. All built into a single platform you can use right now. That's why the world works with ServiceNow. Visit servicenow.com slash AI for people to learn more. 